All right, so we're uh, pretending that this is a new episode yeah. and we're back and yeah, we've left. The, it. Um, the, the, like, you know, when we're chatting and then the camera just turns yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, That's it's not so distinctly different it's awkward. when we do this. It's like, it's like, hey. What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Uh, so as we explained yeah. at the end of the last episode... Maybe if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, go back and listen to the one just yes, gone. It's like part two of the programming. Yeah. 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 Talk um, about hypertrophy and fat loss today. And yeah. We spoke about strength in the previous yeah. episode. And it blew up and we talked for two hours or something. Yeah. So hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we're actually going to film uh, another episode and then just made the call. Like, yeah. This is it. This is not it's happening. It's way too long to. Um, so, to one thing we one. do need to do, Tam, is the memes. The meme competition, yeah. everyone's waiting for that. Have you got those handy? And let's yeah. see if we can find our wiener. So I'm just going to chime in here. White noise. So I'm going to chime in here and say there were some very funny ones, but overall... Disappointing. It's very disappointing. disappointing. Yeah. yeah. I got it, I've, I've got it down to the fact that like everyone just likes to roast you better. Yeah, fuckers. So, Even yours so, became about me. Yeah, well, that's what I was about to go with, <laughs> is the fact that it was... Very thoroughly enjoying to see my meme and you getting roasted. <laughs> I was like, well, if anyone wants to keep doing that, go for it. And the next, <laughs> the next meme that's coming out is me again. And it's <laughs> fucking horrible. Oh bullshit! But oh, okay. like, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I um, have to like step up my game, my skill shot game. Like just like yeah. I feel like what happened though is they're quite similar faces, so there was a lot of overlap. From yeah, people yeah. That Matt, oh, look, the meme thing—the meme thing's always going to be, um, you know, like once you do the first one, I get it. Like the second one's going to be tough to match. Yeah, it was. Just, I think it was just the fact, the fact that you just got got called fucker just day, <laughs> day <laughs> <dream> <laughs> man as the best. Like, um, I think you could be. Yeah, like, so you okay. just got caught out. Yeah. Um, all right. So first one is apparently sugar now causes causes cancer, bro. We're warming up. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> when they're like, oh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, the face you make when Dylan G asks for more arms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you would actually do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, um, constant, it's a constant battle. Yeah. You know, between arm distribution and leg distribution of volume. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully you, tunes into this you, podcast. You're requiring more legs, <laughs> him requiring more arms. Yeah. Um, all right, so when you tell your coach you're on an alcohol ban... And you send him a DM telling him to stay off your Instagram story because you're already three bottles deep. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty was, good. That yeah. was a... Uh, I actually got a message in Bali. Um, I thought you were going to be on the plane by now. Oh, wow. <laughs> was the, was the oh, story. Wow. I didn't know you would see this. Um, when they shut down their Krebs cycle and they die. Yeah. Um, I found that hilarious and I would have laughed, but I wrote that. So yeah. I, can't, I can't really give that one to myself. Did you say Kreb? Yeah. Yeah, good. It's even funnier. It's a nerd joke there. Yeah. Yeah, so little Ashy Bynes. Dig. Uh, when your coach cuts your carbs, but you are making gains. Jerk. Jerk. Hey, you, that sounds like something you'd do. Yeah. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, when the Merc doesn't have a spare tire. Yeah, yeah. That, like, that was... <laughs> so a little doubt, a little... Like, we have to, there's there's got to be a backstory to that. Yeah, feel it. Right, so... It. I uh, didn't realise that I didn't have a spare tyre in my um, car. And when I got a flat tyre, yeah, because I you know, had a Holden before this. Hashtag like, sports car. Yeah, so I used to just jack it up and, and switch the tyres. Being younger, I went through a lot of tyres, you know, in, a, in the ute. Um, yep. But then, yeah, didn't have one. 
and it was a big gash in the side wall, so I didn't get to use the fancy pump that pumps the liquid in and you know, seals it. Seals it. So I rang um, Mercedes Roadside Assist, and they sent a tow truck <laughs> <laughs> to get my car because they had a fucking spare tire out of spare out tire. of your driveway. Yeah, out of my very driveway. Dramatic yeah, yeah. So it was like three days gone, and everyone thought something happened to it, and <clears throat> just didn't have a spare tire. <laughs> That's the funniest one. Uh, when she says you're looking skinny, yeah. Savage. It hurts. Savage. I don't know if I'd pull that face. It'd be anger. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Or just, yeah. like, absolute, like, fucking anguish. Yeah. It's, I usually do the... Ah, thanks. Yeah. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> um, when it's your turn to host the podcast... Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> uh, when she says weight training will make you bulky... Yeah. That one... I feel like that one makes a... Like, it doesn't matter what face you it's give. Always, like, it's always going to yeah, get it's in like, Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Stop thinking weight training is going to make you bulky, guys. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just stop it. Just don't do that. Uh, when people say you're scary because you're jacked with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, I can relate. Yeah. I can relate. I think that's got the biggest reaction. Yeah, so, yeah. So far, yeah. Chantal is in the lead. Uh, you're a personal trainer. You shouldn't be eating pasta. That's a lot of carbs. Oh, I don't know if I'd laugh at that. I think it's real. I get real riled up. Like the whole, oh, you shouldn't be eating that. Yeah. It's like... Um, yeah. I probably should because I'm going to burn it off. You know what I mean? I've broken it. Oh, no. I fixed it. Oh, Samsung. Can't work Samsung. Like the amount of times you get the because you're a PT, you should eat yeah. well. It's yeah. like, it doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah. Do you know so that, you shouldn't eat it. Did, did you, you know, know that personal trainers are also humans? Yeah. Even the, <laughs> even the like, so I'm out of shape, so it's okay. I can keep facilitating being out of shape. Yeah. But you in shape, you can't You're eat not that. allowed to. You're not allowed to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sorry, what? This makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so when you're wearing headphones and people still try to talk oh, to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good that's, face too. Yeah, yeah. That applies. Like, sometimes it's like, can yeah. you... Can't you see? They're, they're big. They're over my ears. Yeah, and you just walk around like with intent to. Yeah, like, and like my hat's like usually like on my eyebrows. It's like clearly I don't want to speak to you right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when someone you know tells you that they don't eat carbs after six p.m. because it makes you fat. Another, another, a good one. Another very common. Yes. Uh, one across, across, across the board. The yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> that's a, I'm, I'm assuming that's, that's a, a PlayStation Fortnite PlayStation joke. <laughs> Closet video game nerd guys, so we're not going to read that one out. Which uh, I just did not. I was like, oh. yeah, yeah I, I know who wrote that too. It has to be Dylan or his brother, uh, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, is that it? That's it. So the the car one's the best one out of that. Yeah. In the trainers group, Dylan's message about the when you when you do your clients measurements and they say they've yeah. um, been uh, going well on their diet. Hands down, the winner. Yeah, because right. the amount of times I'm like, oh, how, so how's your food? How's been? your food? Yeah, been? Great. yeah, really good. Yeah, and you take the measurements like, yeah. oh, well, actually, that's <laughs> <laughs> just like, well, the information's all here. You don't really need you to tell me. Yeah, yeah. For those yeah. that are listening, we just both did the face from the meme. That like that's the one you would do the most because it's like, well, it's here. Yeah, it's that or the headphone one. Yeah. I think that was the same person. Yeah. So Dylan wins it. We have to... And he doesn't get anything because yeah, he's a PT. Yeah, <laughs> he's not going to get anything. He's going to get more more sets in his leg workout. Oh, savage. Yeah. 
that, that's a good way to encourage him never to do this again. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So we will have another one coming out uh, of my head uh, whenever this one goes live, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Another one. Um, yeah, so I assume that the number of memes will increase and... Yeah. And I can just sit back and laugh and make some more. And so, how about yeah. we? Yeah, how about we do some about Jason with my face? That would be great. Just yeah, to level gonna, the plane. I, I am going to confidently say it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Oh. Yeah. All right. So now I get to just ask questions and let you talk. You ready? Let me get you ready. Let me roll my shoulders and do some stretches. Jason's been waiting for this for like six months, just to be able to talk uh, about building muscles. Just getting fucking. <laughs> So specifics when it comes to strength training, what do you change? Tra- strength training? Uh, sorry, hypertrophy training. Uh, so I think, think we... Look, so I'm of the opinion... So these are all only my opinions, but I will visit... The recovery demand stuff's important and the, the hypothesized landmarks that RP have for the volume per muscle group they're a consideration. Yep. I think that you need to profile the client first. Yeah. Because like, um, you know how people have like just fucking um, like really, really strong muscle groups? Mm-hmm. So let's just take myself for example. Yeah. Um, my Get shoulders, shoulders all day, my shoulders are probably a little bit bigger than yep. um, my arms and, you know, yep. they kind of stick out a little bit more. <laughs> so I don't know if I would need to go, you know, too hard on the... Yeah, yeah, the shoulders. Like I don't need to do that. Yep. So you, you remember that all the all the landmarks and stuff that we're working with give us an impression. Like it's the same as working with like BMR um, activity yep. multipliers and thermic effect of food, and then you have this projected. Oh, yeah, like, you know, nutrition. you're going to have a maintenance calories of thirty four thousand. Yeah, that we're working with the, the same variables. In yeah, training. It's an educated but, guess. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that so that's what you need to think about. It's like we've got a framework that we've decided like kind of sits well with what we do yeah. training wise so just to interrupt so what I do for that is I take the landmarks yeah I've created a document that gives me the median yeah of yeah. the lowest of of MAV MAV so the lowest of MAV and the highest of MAV yeah. I split that down the middle and then I add my recovery multiplier yeah and because then most yeah. I, I tend to not add sets per week and stuff like you do yeah um, it's more like this is your program yeah. increased yeah. load so is that something that you do or you're yeah. more um, focused on increasing sets so all I, the time so I look at what I'm trying to achieve out of the program for the client yeah. in a and hypertrophy standpoint. Sorry to interrupt because I just realized that I said lots of words that a lot of listeners just went, what the fuck? Yeah. Do we what is to, MAV and that kind we, of stuff? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, MV is maintenance volume. Yep. So, it's like the amount of sets that you could do to maintain, maintain. Yep. a muscle group. The next one is minimum effective yep. volume. MEV, yep. MEV. So, yep. that's like the minimum amount of sets you could do to get gains yep. and gains are more muscle when yep. we're talking here. Yeah. Bruh, I had to say it. Thanks. Um, and M-A-V, then MAV mass, is maximum adaptive, adaptive volume. Yep. So that's... Um, the sweet spot. Yeah. It's kind of like you've hit the sweet spot of volume. You're getting really, really good gains yep. from that. But you can still recover. Yeah. And then you've got maximum recoverable, recoverable volume, volume. Which is how much you can do before you go backwards. Yeah, so yeah. it's like the most amount you can push the needle before yeah. you get this huge drop off and you know, you don't get any gains from it. Yeah. So um, if I'm working with someone and 
I've got an idea of where I, what I want to achieve in the program. So let's just say we want systemic hypertrophy. Evenly everywhere. Yeah. Yep. So I made that up too. Um, you would just draw a line in the, let's just say like systemic hypertrophy and the client is advanced. Yep. Right. Then you're, in my opinion, starting at maybe just below uh, midline MEV. Yep. Building MAV, yeah, just below um, midline MAV, yep. building up to MAV to MRV mm-hmm. and back down. Yep, I I really like that method because I yep. know that person can push the needle from day one, and then you're adding sets because sometimes in hypertrophy we don't add weight. Yeah, because a movement is fucking hard. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't matter how long you wait. Yeah, the movement is just as hard. <laughs> yeah. And the only way you get better at it is you get more muscle. Yeah. And adding, taking a two-minute break and adding another set, you yeah. still get the same amount of performance. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, if you, let's say we had like a specialized program where like, I don't know, I wanted to get bigger arms for someone. Yeah. So then I would assess the, the strong points in their physique. Mm-hmm. I would, they would go maybe MV or MEV. Yep. Let's say they still want to make gains with just minimal ones. Yeah. So it's a it's a like an allocation of resources. It's like let, where can I take away volume give to give yep. to the other um, muscle groups, and then um, you know so take away we might go MEV for their legs. Let's say their legs are big, mm-hmm. um, and then push their we might go MAV um, or just under mainline MAV to MAV to MRV on their arms and just their arms. So you might yeah, yeah, yeah. add volume or sets or so sets or reps to their arms over the program and back off again everything else stays the same so um, that's kind of the best I'll approach that on a macro cycle basis so it's like this program you're going to go hammer on glutes next program you're going to go hammer on delts yeah 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 next program we're going to increase back work whatever it is Um, and then it just and again, it comes back to that personality thing of yep. being able to know, I'm going to go in and do this session, it's going to be this, and I'm going to go in and do this session, it's going to yep. be this. Um, I think... They're both... They're, they're drawing the line in MAV and using mean mean MAV, for example, yeah. um, or pushing up to MRV. They're both very plausible um, yeah. methods. They're both going to get results. And it's, it's, it comes down to tracking the total amount of volume and what happened in the program. Yeah, and that's, and that's it. What you said there at the end is... What happened during the program? Did they improve? Did they get stronger? Did they get bigger? Did the yeah, things did. that you wanted to happen happen yeah. during that program? Yeah, and and if you're doing a specialized program, you don't you want to make sure that you got the volume right for like let's just say MV we use like so say like I did a um, an arm specialized program and assessed yeah. that I didn't need to do any shoulders yeah and like I lost width across my yeah. shoulders yeah yeah and it's like pissed. well you missed the yeah. amount of MV that you need so then you've got to assess like yeah so then it's like well it's not 8 it could be 12 yeah um, yeah and you know go from there so it's a process yeah. and, um, and finding finding your own like even hearing Mike talk like that can be a two year process yeah, um, yeah finding even just like what your MV is for a specific muscle group he suggests like just train something like three three sets a week for a month yeah and see what happens then train it four sets a month yep. see what happens and see where that progress is or where it drops yep. off and then start a new body part so that could take five years of training to find each each individual muscle group and where those values yeah. lie yeah I like the I like the if you just drew a line in the sand yeah I like the four to ten set yeah like just 
if yep. you went on holidays yep. and you had the time, yep. you could do 10 sets every muscle group if you're really, really keen on yeah, keeping yeah, yeah. gains. Yeah. But if you couldn't, do four. Do four. Yeah. Because doing four is going to be better than none. Yeah. And just make sure that it's relative, like within Intensive. that four four reps of fatigue, yeah. which we know is enough to yeah. you know um, either keep gains or yeah, yeah, increase yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think like you should be able to go away on a holiday and enjoy it That's and not above. come back and go backwards. Yeah. Uh, anything else specifically? Um, yeah, well, like it's they they then you talk about program design. You then talk, we need to know about muscle function, joint function, yeah. um, like range of motion, yeah. um, where you want to potentially achieve this regional hypertrophy. So it's like if you need you know upper lat um, mm-hmm. hypertrophy, that's gonna be different to um you know mid back hypertrophy yeah um same with your arms yeah. um so you need to be able to and even just knowing like what the function of the muscle is on the body so it's like yeah. if you didn't have your pec you wouldn't be able to ab- adduct and internally rotate yeah. so you need to you don't necessarily have to have like one exercise that services like the adduction and internal rotation of the humerus you but program. you could do it over a program where it's yeah. like uh neutral grip fly yeah um maybe a flat dumbbell press with a pronated grip or yeah. maybe some crossovers yeah. um, with a pronated grip. Um, and then, yeah, I think um, the one the one place that I may um, differ from a lot of people in terms of my philosophy is there still needs to be a huge element of intensity and stability movements. And then you just need to know the movements that have range that like have more range of motion but instability yeah and then you need to know where they program and how to yeah so i still really like the concept of like a a big muscly person being strong yeah you know where yeah um they you know people look at hypertrophy just in like how someone looks and i get it yeah i get it i guess i i just think about the concept of strength and you know we're just talking about powerlifting and hypertrophy yeah and it's like as you get into elite level powerlifting how much muscle you have is indicative of how much stronger you can get yeah so it just makes sense to me yeah to still have like because people are like well bench press isn't a big builder of the chest and yeah. i get it yeah um but it works a range of the chest function yeah where you're really stable yep. and you can put lots of weight there and yep. push it. Yeah, so and my explanation of that slightly differs in that if you're stronger on the bench press, you'll be stronger on the dumbbells. If you're stronger on the dumbbells, you can go through a large range of motion with more weight, which then correlates to yeah. more hypertrophy. So like that's my kind of de- um, yeah, so, deduction. Yeah, 100%. Through that, through that modality, and it's like if you can deadlift really fucking heavy, you can probably do pull-ups better. Yeah. Um, like it, it makes sense and even um, Chad actually said something at, at his seminar earlier in the year and he was like if you line up the national level um, say if you go to pro world yeah. if you watch them all come out in their weight classes each weight class typically is the same height Yeah, because once you get to a certain level everyone's got lots of fucking muscle Yeah, so weight is then dictated on how big the person is in terms of their frame yeah. So everyone in the under eighties class is gonna be five foot eight. Yeah. As an example. Everyone yeah, yeah. in the one tens is gonna be like five ten, five eleven. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So they've got bigger frames to hold more muscle. So if if you again that success leaves clues, it's like, well if you go there and they're really strong and got lots of muscle, maybe we could tie that into the hypertrophy realm and go, yeah. Well, 
if they're really strong, they're probably going to have more muscle as well. Yeah, to yeah. maximize. Yeah, everything. And then um, I guess it's like frequency and yeah. I think uh, it comes down to yeah, frequency and volume. I use density a lot more for physique focused clients. Yeah, because because you've got to think about the the types of hypertrophy there are and the yep. drivers of those stimulus. Yeah. Uh, stimuli, sorry. Yeah. Um, so you've got the mechanical tension, um, metabolic stress, and muscle damage. Yep. But the muscle damage one's very arguable at the moment. Yeah. You know, they had it in there, and yep. now there's this um, debate that, you know, it may not be as a bigger driver, but it's probably still a signaler of protein synthesis it's just not a yeah and it's just not a major driver i think that um you you most definitely could take it too far like some people have said like if you don't have the net turnover to support the net damage yeah um then you're essentially not making anything and you could end up like um because your body like shifts protein all around your body yeah Um, yeah, if your nutrition and recovery doesn't support it yeah eating your calves to build your doubts yeah so that that's a big um you know, or something to consider, I guess, is the yeah. um, where does muscle damage lie in it? But I think it still has its place. It's just not yeah. on the top of the totem pole. Yep. Uh, so then, yeah, it's with the density of the program that me- mechanical tension through range of motion, or like you could call it time under mechanical tension. Mm-hmm. So it's like how many sets and how much work is done through the full range of motion at a heavy for weight. the muscle at a heavy weight. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you've got that you know, cell swelling, hypoxic, hypoxic environment, yeah. um, which is also another signaler for um, like sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. Yeah. Just, so <laughs> that's not going to happen if we're doing just one exercise or two exercises in a session and then, you know, going to the next day, like yeah. you might not be able to achieve that. Yeah. So that's where a density-based program is very valuable. Yeah. And th- not to say that the other high frequency methods not valuable that's just probably more valuable for mechanical tension yeah so you may split them up like that yeah my my favorite at the moment is like um anterior posterior anterior posterior four day split love it love it because it's like you can get enough sets per body part in so like if you're doing anterior days like all your pushing movements get enough sets per body part to tick all those boxes which is what we talked about before that four to ten yeah um four to ten sets per workout yeah. is going to be where you need to be per body part to get the response you want. Yeah. So you could do that for both your pushing movements and your squatting movements, yeah. um, but not take away too much in terms of performance by doing um, like junk volume. Of yeah. You're just doing sets for sets where really you're kind of 20 kilos off what you could lift if you were fresh. Yeah. So you're not getting the training response that you want. Mm-hmm. put that extra volume on another day where you can execute it really well yeah yeah the um, very plausible argument yeah I'm, I'm loving that at the moment and it's getting good results um, yeah. as well so I think outside of that when we talk about um, so exercise selection is really important yeah. and you can see a massive shift towards like machines and mm-hmm. um, cables and certain isolated exercises because again the main goal is aesthetic uh, like to look aesthetic yeah. and so that regional the regional focus of work yeah. on the body yeah. um, is actually a huge element to the program it's not just like where you just need a row and you just yeah. need to press like push and stuff like yeah. there's little intricate details however there you people take that shit too far, too far yeah. when they're new yeah 
So yeah. your training age... When like, it, it should be the opposite. Yeah, right? you should, there should be like 12 movements when you first start training yeah. where you should just master. And they're yeah. the, the main ones, the compound movements and the main accessory ones. Yeah. But, you know, because everyone tunes into YouTube and sees fucking, you know, Hypertrophy yeah. Coach and Eugene Teo doing all these little intricate fucking yeah. supersets and shit. Yeah. Um, they then go in the gym and sit on a fucking um, yeah. a press machine and push sideways and stuff. And when you get them under a bench press or even some dumbbells and stuff, they're shaking like a, yeah. or they're flapping like a fish out of water. So yeah. they're just not, they're doing things ass up. Yeah. So yes, they're relevant. Everything's got its place. It's just how you you know integrate into your own training and you yeah. really should still master movement and the foundation first of you know those big uh say 12 lifts yeah. yeah and everything kind of stems around that yeah yeah, yeah. push hinge pull press yeah. yeah yeah and just knowing like the major planes of motions it's like adduction shoulder flexion yeah abduction extension the hip flexion because all those things like all your muscles on your body do those yeah if your muscles weren't on there or they didn't work you couldn't do a certain movement yep. so you need to make sure you can do the main ones yep. so just of how your skeleton moves yep. and then after that it's like yeah sure let's play with some play stuff. around with some you know modifiers and intensity yep. uh, techniques and just little um, isolations of upper pecs and stuff yep. so you don't have fucking pecs yeah, don't just build isolate, don't isolate your upper pecs yeah. like just, just fucking get push pecs push some shit yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 so that's um yeah, right. where we go. So questions that we had come in. Um, is there anything wrong, bad with three to four day training splits for hypertrophy? No, not at all. I think that if you can get the amount of volume that you need into those sessions and even just get the intensity, like let's just say, so if someone could only go on three days a week, you're not pushing MRV. You're not pushing yeah. like um, even high part, high yeah. uh rep ranges or sorry set ranges of MAV yeah. you might be doing MAV to mean MAV yeah um, if the effort is there yeah then you're still good yeah definitely yeah it's all about in my opinion no matter what effort trumps everything and it, in so sorry to cut you off but in that circumstance that's when those compound movements become even more important yeah if you're doing a three day split you're not doing fucking internally rotated crossover fancy no. shit no because you're working your traps if you're doing a deadlift like you're working your traps you're working yeah. your delts you're working your arms you're working your legs you know yeah. so you're getting one movement that's going to cross over to a multiple yeah. uh, muscle groups yeah. so it's bang for buck mm-hmm. so um, yeah that's certainly can happen again it's intensity has to be there intensity effort yeah there's no point doing like you know if you've only got 10 sets a week or let's say even six yeah. sets a week available there's no point doing four shit ones and two good ones yeah. you're not going to get the gains out of it. you're probably going to go backwards yep yep so you wrote these questions so I can't read them uh, <laughs> so are there specific are there better rep schemes for hypertrophy um, so they're like you know the low reps or yeah. the higher volume Cut stuff okay I think we can chime. I think we can chime in on it together. <laughs> I think it's not a competition. <laughs> so, what I think people miss is so we, when we've touched on it today is like one of the overall kings. It's not. It's not as clear cut as like energy balance or something, but something that's very clear from all the experts at the moment is move more weight over a week. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Now, intuitively, if we looked at you doing four sets of eight reps on squats yeah. versus you doing um, four sets what is, 
yeah, four sets of three reps, yeah. your probably total volume is going to be higher at the eights. Mm. However, there's going to appear, be a period of time where that four sets of eight stops progressing in terms of weight. Yeah. And the only can add so many sets. sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once you get to the point where it's like, fuck, I don't really want to do five, six, eight sets of this because yeah. it takes too long. Now I'm actually going to take some time and do a strength phase, phase yeah, get stronger. to allow me to move more weight when yeah. I come back to the four by eight. Yeah. So in terms of low reps, the drawback and probably why you don't see as much muscle growth in the lower rep ranges more so is going to be that total volume and to get the equated volume in it's doable yeah just so so long if we take that exact same example and we flip it and go six by four yeah same amount of sets taking it you're probably going to get somewhere similar ish in terms of volume yeah um in terms of weight moved however you're going to need three to four minute rest periods six times yeah it's going to take so long yeah it means you need to be in the gym for three hours yeah and that's not uh, sustainable for most people I think um, the best so the, they're great examples and then if you go off like the latest literature as well when we look at the rep ranges it's like um, it was like 3 to 40 reps like yeah. 3 reps to like 40 yeah. I think like build muscle Yeah. so you just it just has to be um, like a percentage in relation to yeah. the 1RM yeah. like and, of the rep range and we, we've agreed in the past that like the biggest drawback of like that 40 is actually getting a true 40 yeah it's not just like oh it hurts it's like no, yeah. you can't move it anymore yeah. um, and, and even there's, there's the same drawback for the three in terms of the skill element if you don't have the skill to X yeah. to uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for you don't have the skill to show that yeah yeah express is, the, is what I'm looking for is express strength then you can't move enough weight out of three to stimulate the 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 response that you want. Yeah, I think um, if you take all the elements that we've spoken about, range of motion yeah. um, and frequency and all of that, and we had to draw a line in the rep range and you asked my own opinion, yeah. it would be um, hyper, the best hypertrophy rep ranges in my opinion yeah. would be 6 to 15. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, because yeah. 6, I, I six would say, give you enough. I was going to say 8 to 15. Yeah, well, and 6 then, would give you enough yeah. like intensity but you could still maintain range of motion in yep. most movements yep. so you kind of like you know not to say you have to do it all in one hit yep. but six is enough to get even just like the amount of volume yep. like just six reps is good it's, it's, like yeah. it's enough to get a pump it's enough to yep. you know like uh i guess like get enough mechanical tension too yeah um and then you have 15 you can start set one uh rep one of a 15 with yep. like effort i think like um, I went to a Christian Thibodeau programming uh, seminar and yeah. he put it really, really uh, awesomely on this presentation. It was like um, a scale of like rep schemes. So it was like one to 10, one to 20, one to 30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the first like, say one third of the rep scheme was like white for the 20th. Yeah, so yeah. he was like, well, how effective are those reps going to be yeah. in the grand scheme of things? Where... Yeah. When he, when he, I think his favorite rep range was like eight to ten or something because for hypertrophy, this yeah. is because the first, first rep is orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It makes total sense. Yeah, because it's like, well, if if you're not if you're not getting to orange until rep twelve, what the fuck did you yeah. do those twelve for? Yeah, and then I guess it comes down because so, people are going to argue the flip side of that is going to be, well, 
why don't you just work off the percentage, 60% of your 1RM, because yeah. then the first rep will be orange. Yeah. But the other, the other thing to consider as well is people have a drop-off of like their total strength um, with how many reps they do. Yeah. So let's take like, uh, one of, like Chris, for example. Mm-hmm. I was talking to him about his hypertrophy phase, and he's like, and we're just talking about like just the sets and parameters and all that stuff for his hypertrophy um, phase at the moment. Yeah. And he was just like, I don't know why, yeah. but after five reps, he's like, I can't bench anymore. Yeah, I'm just, he's I'm like not, chest. Yeah. I can't do it. He's like, it does not matter. Yeah. He's like, first five bars flying, yeah. dumbbells are flying. Doesn't yeah. matter what it is. Yeah. And he's like, after five, it could be twelve kilo dumbbells, or yeah. no, that's probably a bit um, extreme. But yeah, yeah, but. And then he's just like, I don't have it. Yeah. So, I like that yeah. with squats. Probably just got to... Yeah. Um, so we got to take those things into yeah, consideration. And yeah. We, we've seen um, a Commonwealth Games sprinter trains at, at your club mm. who, like, same same thing. Squats yeah. a triple and it's fucking like 200 kilo squat. And yeah. then does 12 and it's 80. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Oof, yeah. Please, it's still a big jack too. So. so, yeah, like, there's intricacies within individuals as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one is uh, straight sets better than like intensity uh, intensifiers. I so, think so. I use I use supersets with different muscle groups more often than I do supersets yeah. of the same muscle group, yeah. and I don't really do drop sets and stuff anymore. Yeah. So um, maybe that's a personality programming thing. A hundred percent. Because the straight there's like straight sets are good if someone can execute sets perfectly yeah um but intensifiers are good as well because they're there to achieve a specific outcome like no one should just do like three reps then a pause down the bottom then three reps and a pause just cause yeah like you the idea is that you're um accentuating stress in a certain range of yeah, motion yeah yeah and that's because you've identified that that's what you need to work with yeah i will use it for a weakness um, yeah. but even drop sets like people are you know anti-drop sets but it's like I, I personally think what better way to add to combine effort intensity and volume together yeah so interesting right so your thoughts on that so if I do 8 reps yeah at close to 8 RM yeah close to failure then I'm gonna drop the weight and do another um eight reps ideally yeah, yeah, yeah. at a lighter weight with less total volume for that set yep is there enough stimulus I guess it comes back to that are you within your 65% although you're training to failure you're not training to your capacity of failure does that make sense you follow what I'm saying there so if I can do eight reps at 100 kilos right yeah and I'm going to be close to failure at 100 yeah I wouldn't then go in and do eight reps of 90 expecting growth. So you did eight reps at 100? No. So if I did eight reps at 100, then did eight reps of 90, Yeah. is that eight reps of 90... Yeah, you're going to get sales swelling and all that kind of stuff, but is it for the recovery demand that it then requires, is there actually enough stimulus to increase growth more than just doing another set of eight at 100? Uh, so I would say that now we're looking at like muscle fiber recruitment though okay. and when they those specific muscle fibers would come into play mm-hmm. and certain ones come into play at a certain time when things are fatigued so if you want to if we're looking at that that, that has to be a consideration yep. like uh, bar speed 
time yep. duration of the set yep. and all that stuff. So you, if you wanted ultimate hypertrophy, yeah, um, then I think that they, they that that's, yeah, then that that's a very plausible argument. Yeah, is to hypertrophy the type two, yeah, type two A and B, yeah, okay, all those things. So isn't is there? Uh, so I've also heard that like training to close enough to failure yeah or specifically particularly training to failure actually recruits both types yeah of muscle fibers kind of maximally anyway okay well maybe look i if that's the tr- if that's the case then that's then we've kind of crossed that one off okay but that that information came from jacob wilson so don't quote me on that okay well then maybe we'll try and check someone out hopefully someone else watches this and then they can give us some information yeah keen's fucked yeah let's um, um learn a bit more let's just everyone that shares this podcast Tag Mike Isretel and yeah. RP Strength because we want yeah. him on the yeah, show. Yeah, to talk so we about just want to talk like, like the nuts and bolts of hypertrophy. So maybe not that, but um, I still think it's a, like I I can only draw off my own experience and I get really good progress yeah. when I am adding drop sets in. Then I look at people that do them. Yeah, and they're jacked. And they're jacked. Yeah, and I know it's like that's did a real s- bro thing. Did you see um, Jacob? Uh, sorry, the Muscle Docs. Instagram story yesterday. No, it, it was basically people get yeah, people get literature confused with evidence. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's not in the literature doesn't yeah. mean there's not evidence. Yeah, it's it's like, like going outside and seeing. not seeing a squirrel, so squirrels don't fucking exist. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, and I don't know how I don't know how you could put a study like research that. I don't yeah, know how it's you tough, could right because like how do you know like the one thing that I get with drop sets is like you either like you're either a pussy or you're not yeah. that's the fucking easiest way to describe it and a yeah. pussy fucking drops it like three weight stacks because it hurts bro yeah, yeah, yeah and like if you're not a pussy it's the next weight yeah. stack yeah, like the it. best thing I could take out of like the stuff that I the, that nine hours we spent with Charles yeah <laughs> was the percentages that he talks about in a drop set yeah, yeah, and it was like if you drop minimal. it above, yeah, like if you drop it any more than like was it like fifteen to twenty, yeah, it's like you're a bitch, yeah. And I think that that's probably got something to play in there, yeah. Um, we so got to yeah. keep that intensity, like, yeah. And and even when you look at, so, I've, I've had that work ethic in the gym in that area, but I probably fall under the pussy category with that. So I don't think yeah. drop sets would be effective for me anymore, yeah, because I'm more in that the way I've trained myself for the last mm. two years. Yeah, more and you that, have no anaerobic correct. capacity outside Yeah, so I'm in that, that crisp boat where it's like after five reps, I'm fucked anyway, <clears> so yeah, I'm man. dropping it four plates. Yeah. So, like that's I, not effective for the, the... Then that's not effective for you and that comes down to maybe the personality approach to program. Yeah, and it's, but then you could consider something the, like a cluster set. The flip side of that is that I'm more than happy to get under a squat that's going to kill me. Yeah. So and it's like different people will have different. Me too. I can do both. Oh, you're just superhuman. Well, it's why it's why you're bigger than me. No. <laughs> um, but then you can think about something like a cluster set. So it takes the same amount of weight. Yeah. And we're just using time. Yeah. As the variable to add more volume. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like I like those cluster sets, Matt. Yeah. Like that's my my favorite intensifier for hypertrophy is a cluster set. Yeah providing that the client is advanced yes because you can just really fuck yourself up yes because when you're adding like relative weight fatigue and then trying to get more reps out and volume oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. we spoke about this last episode yeah yeah, that's um but yeah i think the intensifiers have a place and i don't mind the one exercise into another yeah because it's like 
you can't drive metabolic stress any higher than that. Yeah, I, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. So it's like yeah. if I'm doing some, you know, uh, pull straight arm pull downs yeah. on a cable, yeah, and I go straight into like a lat pull down. There's a crossover, yeah. to that lat pull down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're gonna get. Yeah, a I like there. I like a different pattern. Uh, earlier, I used like the same pattern, but maybe like a less demanding movement, so like a bent over row into a cedar row or something like that. Yeah, um, which I don't like so much anymore. It's more like if I'm going to do a overhead lat pull down into a dumbbell row or something yeah. like that. I like that change of pattern okay. um, element to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, this all kind of flows into the next one, which is the next kind of thing that you could touch on with that using intensifiers and stuff is how long should the training session be like in terms of length um, intensifiers are obviously a good way to get more work done in a yeah. period of time yeah and but so it's supersets when you think about exactly. the intensity of yeah. the session and, and like I've got <clears throat> when we talked about earlier those three to four uh, day training splits most of my hypertrophy programs most people that I work with want to train four days yeah so most of their work is supersets. Yeah, I think session length... Because going to five gives me more time to fit more volume in. Yeah. But doing it in four, it's like, well, you can train for an hour and a half or we can do an hour hard where you stay mentally switched yeah, yeah, on yeah. Um, and do supersets. Do you have a preferred session length? Uh, it's indicative of how much volume they can have. Yeah, and, and yeah. I also think like experience level and personality of the client how long can you stay I think um, for? there's a lot of elements to session length like yeah. sometimes like you need to stay to get it's how it depends how invested you are in your results yeah like at the start of the year I was heavily invested in just like getting jacked as fuck yeah and so I was happy to be in the gym for an hour and 45 minutes yeah. and guess what yeah. got jacked as fuck yeah yeah and I, and I did the same thing it's um, like two two and a half hours but yeah you just got this fucking seven minute rest but period. I think like you know if you've got a client that's not that invested in it then and you want to draw a line in um, everything like I like to do today just today yeah um, it's like 45 60 minutes so what about the cortisol argument if you train for longer than an hour your cortisol is too high uh, if it's not a problem systemically anyway, if you've got if you've got problems um, with overall stress maybe yeah, I think um, the argument to that is we work off volume landmarks so if you trained six days a week for 45 minutes if you drop two days there's 45 minutes you've got to add to the other workouts which yeah. makes them over an hour I don't know like I feel like cortisol releases in a lot uh, like in other times that we don't even know yeah and yeah. if you've got if you're doing a longer workout less frequently it gives you more days off which then you're going to recover anyway so you, if you know that exists too you can support it with nutrition like, yeah. I think that if you're working it's like after 45 minutes you should support like 15 grams of carbs per so, half an hour yeah, or something yeah. like that so it's just like just do that yeah yeah. Like, just dot the I's and cross the T's it's like taking a if you got a shit diet it's like taking a multivitamin yeah I don't, don't take a multivitamin <coughs> I just go to sleep after like an hour so yeah. it's like I need some carbohydrates yeah. to keep me going yeah yeah, yeah. even um, I, like sometimes I might take a um a cognitive formula like 20 yep. minutes in so yep. it kicks in at like 40 minutes so you're still and then I'm still there for an, to an hour an hour and a half or something like that yeah um, set and rep ranges for beginners uh, so I think changing nah I don't think so I like uh, the rep the sets are gonna be indicative of like you know uh, the, that information that you're yeah, getting from my, a client my exercise selection would change for a beginner not sets yeah beginners. I guess it'd be like least mode uh, for a beginner so it's yeah. like the minimum amount to get the maximum result yep. so you want to do as, li as minimal sets because beginners get 
ridiculous gains when you actually look at the rate of progression. Yeah, of course. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah. I think you can put on, like, the, the evidence shows that you can put on, like, 10 kilos in a year. Yeah. Like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, I would love to put on 10 kilos yeah. every year. Yeah. Well, not every year, because I'll fucking die. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll die at, like, 40. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd live for 10, 10 years. years. <laughs> 10 years left of my life. Was worth it. But, um, but yeah, so uh, you would want to be starting off with, like, that MEV um, yeah. kind of, and just seeing what happens there and really focusing on, like, execution of the movements and making sure you're getting intent, like, the effort, yeah. effort of the movement right. So yeah. within that three reps of high I like to go two reps before failure yeah no just like the concept of being four reps away I just feel it's a bit much. like yeah. yeah I just feel a bit like I, I haven't really like done anything I kind agree. of thing um, um my, but yeah my for beginners I would almost in six to eight rep range I like yeah so I would almost actually go to, to a strength specific hypertrophy program until they earn a physique program based on the still yeah I guess you could go wherever that's what I would do you could go yeah. you could go wherever I think even doing a like a, doing a hybrid would be okay so it's like yeah. um, the first sets are like the strength hypertrophy what do we call like functional hypertrophy so it's like yeah, strength yeah. realm but it, it actually is hypertrophy as well yeah. um, so it's like 6 to 8 reps yeah. and then you can just drive up you know 12 reps 15 reps I think that's like the first so the primer phase of our program, yeah. of our physique program. Yeah. So it's like uh, do all the rep ranges. Yeah. Compound is the heavier loading yeah. pattern. Yeah. And then it's like start to get specific Easy with your isolation. Drive reps. metabolic stress towards the end of the session. That's going to be the best place to start, I think. Yep. Yeah. Alice. Okay. All right. So all right. So last topic is fat loss. Um, my so how do we talk about programming for specific, specifically for fat loss so the one thing that I want to touch on before we give our answers because we work with slightly different personnel maybe than what stcfit.com do yeah the stcfit.com program that's listed under fat loss is based on people who want to get fit tone up type of person yeah which hurts Jason's feelings uh, I just the word tone yeah um, yeah, yeah. So you fucking sell out, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea being that there's some circuit stuff in there. There's some things that may lend themselves further towards entertainment than purely grunt work in the gym, but they get great results, and we've seen. No, I reckon. Um, we let's dial the fat. The fat loss thing's hard. So if someone says to me, "This is how you program for fat loss," I'm That's always going to be like, you know, bullshit. all right. Let yeah. me have it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. let's dial it back a bit yeah. and give people an understanding again because it's great to revisit yeah. of like just how fat loss happens. Yes, that's where I was going next. Yeah. So we break it down <laughs> into um, you know, a an equation yeah. of your output over a day, your total daily energy expenditure, which we've spoken about a little bit here and there, which is you know, resting energy expenditure, so it's just like how much energy you could your body needs to burn to preserve itself, yeah. you know, maintain respiration, um, you know, blinking, digestion, um, brain function, etc. That's very individual. Yes. Then you've got the um, exercise activity on top of that, yes. which is like your structured programming. Yeah. Then you've got the amount of like non-exercise activity movement you do in a day. So it could yes. be like you know, Walking if you stand work. a lot, yeah. if you've got an active job, whatever, 
Um, if, and then you've got the thermic effect of food as well. So it's yes. like the energy that it takes to digest the food that you eat, and that's different depending on whether it's a protein, a carb, or a fat. So all those things together, uh, you know, equal someone's output. Yep. Um, someone's intake is the food and drink. Yep. You know, so it's like the calories that we get from food and drink. We talk about calories a lot, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, that is the equation that your body's working with. So yes. essentially, we're working with here is an equation of output. So a deficit of energy that can be influenced by either output or intake. Correct. So it's either, not both. It can be both, but it's one or the other to create an energy deficit. Yes. So then when we look at like body fat, it is stored long-term energy for your body to draw off when it doesn't have enough energy support in the diet. So in that situation now, when we actually think about programming, there's we're thinking about a totally different realm. Yes. So so the programs we have are great because they actually facilitate output. Yeah, so... And our coaches coach the intake. Correct. And then, so what what we kind of looked at is the, the secfit.com program service three kind of people. Yeah. Rather than, as much as they service three different goals, they service three different people. So if you're... Um, your typical gym person that does usually what we find the people that come to us have done like some classes a little bit of cardio a little bit of weights here and there yeah we then take them okay here's a structured strength program we're still going to get you to huff and puff and enjoy the endorphins of training and all that kind of stuff because you just like you you eat some people even train because they have to not because they like to but the element of that um, hard circuit type stuff gives them what they like yeah, which yeah. then they apply themselves well to. Yeah, the yeah. reality of it was all three of those programs and every program we ever mm. write are fat loss programs. Yeah. If you control the diet and that calorie caloric equation in terms of energy in versus energy out. Yeah. So in terms of how do you write a program for fat loss, uh, if it's basically everything that we just discussed, do that in a deficit. Um, if yeah. you want to know what our fat loss program is on the website, then that is basically a program based around high energy output. Yeah. Um, with less focus on getting super strong or getting super jacked. Yeah. Um, maintaining muscle mass, high output, and yeah. uh, fun sessions. But it's, it's giving you structure. That's the main goal as well. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So the if if fat loss is the main goal, then we're taking care of the energy yep. in energy out equation yep. but then it's like yeah if strength is your goal and fat loss is secondary yes. you can support that in the diet with yep. the training program that we've got provided for them yep. and then physique development is exactly that it's the yep. programs are there to develop the physique yep. and if fat loss is a secondary goal to that Eat that can be supported by the diet or by the program yep. by increasing output yeah, so yeah. the questions we had does um, sets of reps matter? Is it just energy balance? Depends on that what I, you just I, said. What I think is it, your goal? Yeah. Is your goal strength and do sets and reps that apply to strength? They also still matter because you're gonna to need to make considerations for excuse me, for recovery. Yeah. If you're in a deficit you may not be able to train as much. If the answers to all these questions are really in the episode we already did in terms of the um, how to set up your macros. Yeah. a few episodes back where we talked about getting in shape for summer. Yeah. Um, so just to debunk the set to reps thing, like high rep stuff doesn't like burn fat or anything. Magic, but no. the, the I think where people get lost in translation is like 
doing more reps would burn more energy yep. to a degree if the effort was equated. Yeah. And then they eat less and they at like they highlight the reps doing more reps is the reason why they got yeah. it's like dropping your carbs and I losing think, weight. I think it's there's the a same. sliding scale of that though. So like if you go too high your intensity sucks, so your recovery demand's not there, so your overall caloric burn for the week's probably not there. There's a nice sweet spot in the middle. Yeah. Then if you drop too low and what I found and have found with my clients is the hunger signaling from super high intensity exercise tends to make that caloric restriction harder and people slip up more so they eat more food. Um, so you say if the sets are If intense, intensity is high, yeah, so yeah. reps are low, so we're talking like yeah. singles, doubles, yeah, yeah. The, the stress that that places on the body uh, makes you hungry as fuck, so you eat more. Yeah. And then, so that's probably not conducive to overall weight loss. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, like, like, yeah. from experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All yeah. tough. Oh, I get hungry when and, I do. I and and during that phase of my training and looking at the, the uh, clients going through the liftoff prep at the moment, a lot of them have gained weight in the last four weeks yeah. because of that reason. It's like I lifted yeah. really heavy and I'm hungry, um, and we just have to deal with that afterwards. Yeah, and you get fucking hungry neck. Like okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we can have uh, differences of opinions on that. I just think. You're gonna get hungry if you want to lose fat. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a degree of that, but so I was at maintenance, and my hunger levels Objective went through the roof. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's still subjective, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anecdotally. Yeah, and and so we, we're going to go there. Um, the the your your current physical state is not indicative of what you need to support in the diet all the time. Yes. So someone saying to me, "Oh, it was you know really hard." Yes. And I'm not eating enough. Yes. Like, yeah. Are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so sometimes it's like you're just not conditioned for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. we got to take all those things in consideration. Yeah. Saying something was hard and that you felt really tired. Yeah. It's like, it's hard. Yeah, it's subjective. You fucking should be tired. It's subjective. Yeah, yeah. like eating food ain't going to help that because it's like, sorry, the train may not subjective. always yeah. help that. Yeah. Um, especially if you're losing fat because. Yeah. You want to be hungry. Yeah. Just like kind of, that's one that really, you know, the things that hit the nerve. Yeah. 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 Is like, say people saying they're hungry, yeah. but want to get in shape. Yeah. I'm like that's how it works. That's kind of one of the pieces to the puzzle. It's yeah, really yeah, yeah. in the middle of the puzzle though, not on the outside yeah. corner. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about the benefits of weights for resistance training for yeah. fat loss. So you probably should have gone there at the start when we were talking about programming for fat loss. Yeah. But uh, muscle muscle preservation in a phase of fat loss is obviously the one thing that we're trying to Focus keep. On. Yeah, um, and a maintenance of strength is an indicator of muscle preservation because yeah. if someone can maintain strength or even maybe get a little bit stronger, um, that's a really good indicator that they're, 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 they're hanging on the, to the muscle and the deficit is you know just really getting taken from body fat. Yep. Um, outside of that. The other, the other thing that I would add to that is the, the theory of progressive overload and adaptation and homeostasis. So if you're going to do something in the gym, your body gets better at doing that and requires overall less calories to do that kind of job Yeah. as you get more conditioned to it. So that means if you're going to, let's say we're going to run for fat loss, you can run for 10 minutes a day for the first week and get progress. The next week you're going to have to do 15 
yeah, all 20, run faster, etc., etc. So there's only so fast you can run, and there's only so long that you can run for before it becomes inconvenient. Yeah, yeah. Then the flip side of that is maintaining requires you to continue to do that amount of work. With weight training, you can add more weight to the bar, you can add more sets, you can add supersets, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. All these different functions of doing more work in the same period of time. So you can allow yourself that three to six hours per week, depending on your goals, mm-hmm. um, to focus on your output. Yeah. And you, you, we've already talked about your intake. To focus on your output, increasing that week to week. Yeah. Um, if you, I think it comes down to as well just what you're after from an aesthetic standpoint as well because see a lot of people uh lose weight lose fat but when i in my opinion i'm like i don't know if they really look any better yeah i'm like you've just lost weight yeah you look could you still be happy you maybe look better in your clothes do you look better naked yeah that that, yeah so it's like i'm not like kind of targeting anyone in particular but i'm just saying that like and if you're looking at it from an overall improvement of just the way the person looks, yeah. the only thing that's changed is you're a little bit smaller yeah. and you just weigh a little bit less. Yeah. Which, um, if we're totally honest with ourselves, we all want to look, most of us, yeah. look oh, like a superhero. Yeah, a lot of, there's people that do and then there's people that don't. And I get yeah. that losing weight and lowering your body weight and body fat puts you at the lower end of the risk, and, um, yeah. risk of disease and all that. So that's great. Yep. Um, but there are people out there that are heavily invested in like looking, you know, aesthetic, and yep. you've got a certain, uh, you know, uh, look that they're trying to achieve in the program. Yeah. So then that's when doing resistance training in a fat loss phase is still very important too, because yes. you keep the muscle that you've maybe built beforehand or whatever, yep. and you can actually see it. And if you at the end. if you're new, you'll probably actually build it as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends yeah. on what where you are in the spectrum. Uh, yeah. in terms of like training age yeah. so beginners tend to recomp so yeah. that's like you know increase muscle mass decrease body fat yeah. um, as you get into uh, like the spectrum of like advanced training and stuff it's really just like pick a lane you can still yeah. do it a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just the rate of it is very minimal yeah for a natural athlete it's yeah it's yeah, yeah it's not going to happen um, too much yeah. so yeah I think that and then the, the other talking about that effort um, is that if you have uh, muscle and it's conditioned you can work harder yes and if you work harder that you can you know bring that down as a unit of wattage that has en- yeah. that is energy you know that creates that deficit as well yeah. um, the idea like people say that muscle is like the more muscle you have the more calories you burn it's true but it's very small yeah and that, but it's the effort yeah. that your muscle on your body can provide yeah. for you and that's where that session. argument falls apart so people are like oh well, it's so minuscule like every kilo of muscle is only like 15 calories it's like okay cool but it means that your knee goes up also yeah so when you walk it's you have more muscle that activates more yeah and you're likely to bend over move more do anything I think um the the subconscious movement yep. goes up when you're stronger. Yep. And you're like, you know what I mean? You have more yeah, muscle yeah. and you're stronger and you're more functional, obviously. Yeah. But just that subconscious movement goes up, which means neat goes up. And I personally think my opinion is yeah. that neat is a very underlooked element yeah, to weight management training. Really. Weight management. Um, fat loss in particular, because yeah. you can go to the gym and do a session and the rest of the day sit on your fucking ass and do nothing 
And if your goal is to improve your body composition, yeah. you most likely won't improve it at the rate that you could, you could. if you moved. Yeah. Yeah, so in especially in a day, these days, like we're sitting here for fucking three hours, so I'm definitely going to go for a walk later. <laughs> but yeah, just in this era now where we everything's attainable from a seat, um, yeah. we sit in cars, we get public transport, we're not likely to walk a lot yeah. and just even move. Um, everything's automated, things pick things up for us now. Yeah. Um, that becomes a very big element. So when we talk about this weight management issue that the country has, we'll just talk about our country in, in particular, yeah. um, it's got partly to do with the fact that everything's convenient. We don't, we don't move enough. That's not the insulin fairy. Uh, well, maybe the insulin fairy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's this, it's, you know, a complex, uh, you know, uh, situation where we've got, yeah, sure, people are over-consuming in terms of energy, but it's because it's, we've got access it's to it. Right? Yeah, so yeah. there's access. We don't have to walk and hunt yeah. and go and get the stuff. Compound, compounding um, effect of... And then, yeah, we don't move enough as yeah, well. And, not having to go and kill low not having to go and kill high nutrient low calorie density foods yep. versus being able to yeah. just grab yeah high high calorie low the nutrient high, and highly palatable foods. food yeah that's very that you can low in fiber and doesn't fill you up and stuff so yeah, yeah there's um fuck we just went way off topic then um that's fine but yeah so they're they're the things that we're thinking about in fat loss but yeah like fat loss in itself is like yeah your body's in an energy depleted state yeah and it's looking for you know body fat to support the the um production of atp which is like the molecular um energy that our body uses to survive and stuff and and do its thing and, and as well as uh regulating body temperature so how you can tell me that that's how you program for that, I would find very, um, I would be very interested to hear it. <laughs> interested means bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So I would, those, no, I, yeah conversions just, out. Hear me out. <laughs> uh, let me hear you out. Yeah. And yeah. then I'll let you know if I approve or not. That's bullshit, yeah. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah sweet. Anything All right. Else? Nah, that was this is a massive one. Yeah. So it's <laughs> good. This will this will already they'll already know that it's the been a double because yeah. this will be the second week. Yeah. Um, we didn't until about ten minutes ago. We yeah. We're actually going to film another episode. Thank God we didn't. Which we're not going to do. No. Uh, it's coffee time. So yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, again, sccfit.com for our online programming. Yeah. Um, STC Fit Learning. If you're a studying personal trainer just got qualified want to get qualified looking to get into the industry in the industry but having a little bit of trouble to find your feet yeah um hit us up with we can give you some info on the mentorship again we're we're looking at kind of that late january starts for a few people so definitely get in touch now for that um yeah any anything direct for us is um jg physiques underscore on instagram ben.scottsc um, at, on Instagram emails are our names at sccfit.com yep with a dot in between I think that's all of the things maybe the um, the four week trial on the website yeah so at the moment yeah. um, if you you'll have to message us directly for that yep um, just either yeah shoot us a message in Instagram or yep. uh, an email and by doing so we'll actually give you first four weeks of sccfit.com for free as a trial so you can cancel inside the four weeks if you don't like it yep. and never get charged that's it no obligations yeah because we think it's awesome it. and yeah. we think you'll stay that's it basically alright awesome let's 
go have yeah, coffee, wrap it up, record the intro <laughs> for the other one that we yeah. did last time. <laughs> All right, see you next time.